Hey guys, it's Core from Redefining Strength. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks Podcast. Today I want to talk about ways to progress your workouts when you don't necessarily have equipment or have weights. I know weights are often the things we first go to, you know, if we want to make a movement harder, we want to lift more. Plus, lifting weights can be really fun. However, if you're stuck at home training, if you're traveling, you know, maybe even if you're restricted at your gym and only have access to specific things at specific times, it can be really important that we know how to progress exercises without necessarily having access to the fun equipment or to the weights. And I also want to talk about just advancing workouts because we want to create that progression if we want to get better and better results, because if we're not challenging ourselves, we're not going to create the change we want to see. Uh, But we have to remember that if it challenges you, it will change you. So five tips to help you create more challenging workouts without having weights. One, create more training density. So what that means is you can create more training density by either adding more reps and sets, which can make the workout longer, um, and that adds volume. But you also want to think about when you're creating training density, shortening the time you have or setting a set amount of time and just creating more volume in that time. So instead of just adding more volume to your workouts, which could end in your workouts being longer, you can also think about taking the exact same time and just finding ways to create more volume in that set amount of time. So that can be timed circuits. It can be as many rounds as possible in a set time. It's one of these things that you also want to think about how can I maximize the time I'm spending in the gym by creating more training density for an area. It might even mean focusing on one area during one circuit just so you really burn that area out and work it in multiple different ways in different planes of motion. And then you move to the next area. But think about that training volume. While we don't want to train in, in too high a volume over the week, when we don't have loads, it's okay to increase the volume just a little bit to create that challenge and really create that adaptation. Okay. So think about how you're creating that training density. Number two is use different tempos. So slowing down the movement or even speeding up the movement, making it maybe even a plyometric movement, even combining two tempos back to back can be really key. You might do a hold of an exercise, you know, a squat hold, and then you might do a squat jump behind it, or you might even do a slow eccentric squat afterwards, or you might even do like a single leg squat at a normal tempo after holding. And it's one of these things that the way you use those tempos can make a movement more challenging, even using them back to back. Okay. You can also use that as a great way to hit that next level in an exercise that you might not able, be able to do otherwise. So like with the push up, you might find that you can slow down the lower down from your toes, but you can't necessarily press back up. But that's a great way to go in between if you say have been doing incline push-ups and you really want to build towards that first full one from the ground. You can do the eccentric only and then just reset at the top. So by doing a slow eccentric, you're able to do a harder variation than you would be able to do otherwise. You can also create more challenge that way by slowing down the tempo, spending more time under tension. But think about the tempo of what you're doing movements. Don't just always try and get through the exercise. And remember that slowing it down can be as beneficial too as speeding it up and making it more explosive and even use them back to back, (laughs) then change the range of motion. So with this, this can mean, you know, putting your back foot up on, you know, even your coffee table so that you can do a balance lunge and work deeper into that lunge versus just off the ground. It can mean doing a calf raise with your feet up on your stairs so that you can sink past where you would on the ground. It's creating that bigger range of motion to not only strengthen through a full range of motion to help maintain the mobility and flexibility you might be working hard towards, but it's also a way to make the movement more difficult because we're increasing that range of motion we have to be stable through. So think about the range of motion, even thinking about shrinking the range of motion on certain movements if you're first starting out. Or you might even find you do two different movements back to back. Maybe you do, you know, a full push-up and then you do only a half push-up. Or you create sort of that 1.5 push-up where you go down, halfway up, down, and then all the way up. So even by combining a couple different ranges of motion, you can make it a more difficult movement. Even moving in different planes of motion during the same exercise. I love that side plank with rotational reach where you're doing sort of that hip dip So, you know, that frontal plane movement, and then you're doing that rotational movement reaching through. 
which actually brings me to tip number three, which is create hybrid movements. When we create hybrid movements, a lot of times we're combining two moves together to make the movement more advanced or to even really target an area more. So if you're trying to advance, say, that basic lunge because it's no longer challenging, maybe you do it front to back. Maybe you don't have room to even do a walking lunge, so you do a forward to backward lunge without touching down in between. Not only are you changing the range of motion, but you're combining two lunges together to really work your legs, um, activate muscles to slightly different extents, but challenge them in a new way. I love combining the side lunge to the curtsy where you're stepping out to the side and then curtsying behind without touching down because that's also a way to advance the lunge and target muscles in different ways in your lower body. But you can combine different movements together, whether or not it's even doing the push-up into a side plank, but you can work those muscles and really challenge yourself with those different hybrid variations of a movement. Not only combining two compound movements, but even isolation movements to target specific muscle groups more. Okay, But that will also change the range of motion you're working in, the planes of motion you're working in, which can advance the movement. And some Sometimes even be the same but different, so challenging your body in a new way even if it's not clear progression. Next tip is, so tip number four is to create more instability. Okay, so this can mean using a unilateral movement. So if you've been doing, say, you know, two-legged deadlift at the gym and you don't have any loads, doing that single leg deadlift can be a great way to advance the movement, uh, also correcting any imbalances, but create more instability. Even simply doing something, say, on the carpet versus your hardwood floor can create a little bit more instability. So it's thinking about how can I create instability so change that base of support. Uh, even when you're doing exercises like the push-up to the, the row or push-up to shoulder tap, you're creating that instability and in making your core work in an anti-rotational movement because you only have one hand down as you're either rowing up or touching that shoulder. But creating that instability using those unilateral movements is a great way to advance exercises as well. And that even relates back to changing the range of motion, where when you put your back foot up on something, say on that table or maybe on that couch, you're creating more instability in that movement uh, for that lunge. That can create more of a challenge, not to mention is that unilateral and you're working through the bigger range of motion. So even combining a few of these tips together can be really helpful. Going back to workout design for tip number five, change your workout design. Okay. So I talked about creating more training density, even if you're not extending out your workouts, which most of us don't necessarily have more time, right? We want to get more out of less time, but also think about the workout designs that you're using. You might, when you're at the gym and you have loads, do like say five reps of a super heavy weight, and then, you know, spend two minutes resting because you're trying to lift a little bit heavier. But it's one of these things that when you're at home, if you don't have loads, you might not want to do that same thing because you're not going to get the same benefit because you can't challenge yourself in the same way. So it's one of these things you might want to use intervals so that you can create more training density that way. You might want to use intervals where you do two different tempos back to back. You might want to limit rest and make the workouts more full body so that your alternating areas work so that you can keep working the entire time. Or you might even find, hey, at the gym, I want to use heavy loads, so I alternate the areas worked. But because I'm at home, I want to burn out an area more. So I'm actually going to do four moves back to back that basically work the same muscle groups, but in different ways. So you might find you do a front lunge. Then might, you might find you do a get up lunge. Then you might find you do a lean back to really target the squats. But you're sort of working the same areas just in different ways to create that training volume, uh, really max out an area, burn out an area, completely work it to fatigue without having those loads. But it's important important that when you are thinking about your needs and your goals, you are thinking about the, the equipment that you have access to, that you also consider how you're designing your workouts to make sure that everything in your routines matches your needs and goals. Too often we just string things together, trying to make the workouts harder, but we want to be very intentional with our workouts. It's all about training smarter, not training harder. Okay. So to go over those tips really quickly, uh, think about how you're creating that training density, use different tempos of movements, create different ranges of motion or use different ranges of motion, 
create more instability, uh, also use hybrid movements, and then change your workout designs. You might get an extra one in there. I might not have been able to count. But those are great tips to make sure that you're really progressing your workouts, still getting results, even when you don't have access to equipment. Because guys, if it challenges you, it will change you. And yes, it might not be ideally what you want to do. Maybe you love lifting those heavy loads. But remember, something is also better than nothing. And doing all these things can keep your foundation strong for when you do get back to lifting the weights you want to lift. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. And comment below if you have any questions.